It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire hitting you guys back up. It is Monday. We are back for another week. Hope you guys had a good weekend. Hope you guys enjoyed some of the division previews leading up to the draft. We're going to try to get the last three out there throughout the week. But we are here, my friends. It is officially draft week. We are down to the final three days before the big event, or at least the start of the big event. Thursday night is round one on a boatload of channels, apparently, now that Fox has joined the crew. And the reports, reports out there recently that a few other uh, a few other companies or a few other networks could join the fray. I mean, my goodness, how many channels do we need airing the NFL draft? It's already pretty crazy with just ESPN and NFL Network doing it. Now you add Fox and rumors that CBS could be in the mix. I mean, I don't know how true these rumors are or how much validity there is to it. But, man, can you imagine... If so many networks like, say, CBS, NBC, Fox, ESPN, all these channels aired the draft, I mean, that'd be crazy. But here we are. It is Monday, and it is the final mock draft Monday. And as I said last week, I will be unveiling my final first round mock draft, going through all of the first 32 picks, what I think will happen. And obviously, these are just random guesses i mean well not totally random like you know my best educated guesses but obviously mock drafts are you know they're a fun exercise but you, you never know what's going to happen but they're still fun to do so i'm going to run through the, the 32 picks and kind of share some of my thoughts on why i went the way i did and um you know, I even surprised my, I even surprised myself as I was doing this mock with, uh, you know, some of the talent that slipped through a little bit, and certainly some of the players that didn't even make it into the first round. Uh, but overall, I, I feel pretty pleased with it. You know, so we'll see what happens. So without further ado, let's get into it. So, first pick, Cleveland Browns. I am sticking with Sam Darnold as the pick. I mean, obviously there's a lot of there's been a lot of buzz lately that Josh Allen could be the pick, but I'm not buying into it. I'm going to stick with Sam Darnold being the pick at number one for the Cleveland Browns. He's the safer pick, probably the safest pick among among the quarterbacks, and especially when it's down to just Darnold and Josh Allen, I think Cleveland is going to take, I'm I'm still going to stick. And I think they should take Sam Darnold at number one, number two, New York giants. I know there's a lot of buzz lately that, you know, the reports that they, they visited with, or they met with Saquon Barkley and there seems to be a lot of legitimate interest. 
but I am sticking to my guns on this one. I'm going to, I will die on this hill if I have to, that the New York Giants will select Josh Rosen, quarterback UCLA, with the number two overall pick. Look, my thought was Davis Webb's confidence has to be pretty shook after not even really getting a chance to get on the field much last year. You know, for whatever reason, they went with Geno Smith, uh, especially when they benched Eli Manning and gave Geno the start. So you have to wonder how Davis Webb is feeling. Uh, so you need you need a quarterback, or at least bring in another quarterback for the future. You also have to figure there's going to be some good running backs available uh, in the, at the top of the second round. And you'll see as I do this, as I go through this mock draft, at least when I get to the end, you'll you'll see some some of the names that I don't mention that should be available for the Giants uh, with the second pick of round two. So that's why I think they can afford to pass on a running back here, pass on Saquon Barkley, and go with the quarterback. In this case, again, I I, I still believe it's going to be Josh Rosen. If not, well, and so be it. Then they likely take Saquon Barkley and Rosen falls. But I'm sticking with Ro- Josh Rosen at number two. And then I'm, I've believed this for a while, and I'm sticking to it in this mock. Baker Mayfield, number three pick to the New York Jets. And then I have the Browns staying at number four and going with Bradley Chubb, the defensive end out of North Carolina State. I think, you know, there's obviously going to be some intrigue in terms of the Browns trading out of that pick. Obviously, Buffalo is going to be in play to move up. But I think Cleveland's going to stick at number four. I think they're going to like the possibility of bringing in Chubb to pair with Miles Garrett. We've also got Emmanuel Ogba, Chris Smith. You've, you've got yourself a real nice rotation there at the defensive end spot for the Browns. So Chubb, number four to the Browns. Then I have the first projected trade of this mock, and I do have the Buffalo Bills moving up from 12 to 5 in a projected trade with the Denver Broncos, and this is where they take Josh Allen. Um, I'm hearing, uh, obviously there was the report that came out saying Denver is considering trading the pick, and look, I mean, reports like that are silly in a sense because... Obviously, GMs are going to consider trading up, trading down, whatever. Whatever whatever puts their team in the best position. With that being said, you know, Denver does seem like a good spot, like a good trade partner with Buffalo. Um, likely, it is going to take both first-round picks for the Bills to move up because they'd be moving up seven spots in this scenario, and that is what I what I ended up doing. I ended up giving Denver both 12 and 22. Um, so the Bills move up to number five, get Josh Allen, and I think the Broncos still made out okay too with the players I ended up giving them. Number six, the Indianapolis Colts. Now I went back and forth on this one a lot. I, I really, I mean, there's a lot of ways they can go. I considered Saquon Barkley, I considered Quentin Nelson, but I actually, 
And this was a bit of a change from some of my previous mocks, but the more I thought about it, the Colts are moving to a 4-3, and they really need an anchor for that defense. They could really use someone special in the middle or the outside of that defense. So I went with Roquan Smith, the linebacker out of Georgia, to really kind of help spark the Colts in their in their rebuild, because we know it's going to be a long rebuild. Now, the Colts are definitely another team that could consider trading down. I mean, if Denver stays at five, the Colts could be a trade partner with the Buffalo Bills at six. Um, obviously, the Colts have already picked up picks in this draft, picking up a pair of second rounders this year and a second rounder next year from the New York Jets. So they've already got now three picks in the second round, but they very well could add more. I mean, they they need all the help they can get, but... Uh, I, if they if they stay at six and take Roquan or any of the guys I mentioned, and real and I, I think Smith and Nelson are probably more likely than Quentin Nelson or excuse Smith and Quentin Nelson are probably more likely than Saquon Barkley. You know they certainly need edge help too, but I don't know if they're going to take Harold Landry at six. I mean if Bradley Chubb's there, I think they sprint to the podium for Chubb, no doubt. But I don't think they would take Landry or even Marcus Davenport at number six. Uh, but they settled on Roquan Smith with the sixth pick to the Colts. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And then I went with Saquon Barkley. His slide ends at number seven to Tampa Bay. You know, they, they do need safety help, but they also are going to be in the market for a running back. And with Saquon there at seven, I think Tampa Bay pounces on the opportunity and they look for safety help um, maybe in round two or round three. I mean, they, they could certainly pass on Barkley too. They can go with a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick or maybe even Derwin James, but... I think that they'll they'll probably think the value here is pretty good. He's out of the top five. I mean, still still a pretty premium pick, but Saquon Barkley, number seven to the Bucks, which means Quentin Nelson falls into the laps of the Chicago Bears at number eight. 
they want to improve the offensive line, and they do just that with the best prospect in this class. Really working on that offense this year. You obviously get, got all those receivers in free agency, Allen Robinson, uh, Taylor Gabriel, and now you fortify the offensive line. Mitchell Trubisky would be quite happy. And then I gave Minka Fitzpatrick to the 49ers at number nine. You know, linebacker obviously is going to be the talk, but I decided to pass on Tremaine Edmonds. I decided to put Fitzpatrick. You know, obviously he could play. He's seen as both corner safety, but his best fit might be outside. And early on, you would have him and Richard Sherman, and then Fitzpatrick obviously is a, is a great talent himself. He can he could potentially develop into a number one corner to start. He would learn from Richard Sherman. So to me, it's a solid. You know, and obviously I consider Tremaine Edmonds a little bit here, but I think they'll probably figure there's more. In this situation, there's a little more value in Fitzpatrick than Edmonds. And then rounding out the top 10, Denzel Ward to the Oakland Raiders, a cornerback out of Ohio State. It would actually be the second straight year that they take an Ohio State corner in round one. But they've, they've definitely got to work on that secondary. They really don't even have anybody outside of Gary, Gary and Connolly. Uh, but I, that would be a... A, ni- a nice duo there, Conley and Ward, and then you've got Carl Joseph and Obi Melanfonwu in the secondary. So it's, it's not a bad secondary if they grab Ward. You know, Tre- Tremaine Edmonds certainly is a possibility here, uh, but it's, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people that actually consider Ward as the best cornerback in this class. So good spot for him at number ten. And then Tremaine Edmonds comes off the board at number 11 to the Miami Dolphins. You know, obviously all the top quarterbacks are gone, and I don't think the Dolphins would pounce on Lamar Jackson here. So they go with Tremaine Edmonds to sure up the outside of their linebacking crew. They'll get Raquan McMillan back from a torn ACL. So got got to work on that front seven. They could definitely go D-line, you know, obviously losing Dominican Sue. So Vita Vea is a possibility, uh, maybe Deron Payne, but... In this case, gave them Tremaine Edmonds. Then at 12, Denver Broncos, again, moving back. Obviously, this pick was originally from the Cincinnati Bengals, so this would technically be, and you'll see when I write the the, the published format actually over on Bengals Wire, uh, it says Denver Broncos from Cincinnati via projected trade with Buffalo. Because remember, Cincinnati originally had this pick, traded it to the Bills in the deal that got them Cordy Glenn. And then the project trade has the 12th pick going to the Broncos. And I gave them Josh Jackson, the cornerback out of Iowa. Uh, Jackson is, is seen as a strong zone corner. And uh, they ran a lot lot more of it in 2017. Traded to keep Tlaib, so need some talent there. So... Jackson's the guy. Vita Vea comes off the board at 13 to the Washington Redskins. The big 350-pounder goes from the state of Washington to Washington, D.C. 
to really be that anchor in the middle of their 3-4 defense. You know, they got production last year out of first-round pick Jonathan Allen. And now they have a, a pair of first-round picks if this happens with Allen and Vita Vea. Derwin James ends up slipping to 14, but he lands in a good spot in Green Bay. The Packers definitely need some defensive back help. They did take Kevin King last year in the second round, but they still need additions there, especially after trading Demarius Randall to the Cleveland Browns. And Randall now will get a chance to play his more natural position of safety, whereas the Packers, of course, played him at corner. But now the Packers get, get Derwin James, slide him into that that safety spot. They could use some edge help, but the value here at 14 would be too good to pass up uh, with Derwin James at 14. Then Lamar Jackson comes off the board at 15 to the Arizona Cardinals. There's, there's a lot of talk now that Lamar Jackson is going to be a first-round pick. There's a lot of teams in the first round that seem to have interest. Uh, Los Angeles at 17, maybe even Baltimore at 16. So Arizona jumps on them. You know, they're obviously going to need uh, a quarterback down the line. You know, Sam Bradford, it is a two-year deal. It's probably more like a one-year deal for $15 million. And Mike Lennon is the backup. And not the greatest, not exactly the greatest quarterback duo there. And, of course, we know how how Sam Bradford is kind of the poster child of health, so to speak. So, uh, but, boy, imagine imagine the offense with Lamar Jackson and David Johnson. That would be something, wouldn't it? 16, Baltimore Ravens take the first receiver off the board, and it's Calvin Ridley of Alabama as Ozzie Newsome makes his Alabama presence felt one last time. As this, of course, is his final draft as general manager of the Baltimore Ravens. They certainly need receiver help. They did get a couple guys in free agency, but not exactly explosive. They're hoping Calvin Ridley uh, will be that guy. You know, they want to try to get one last run in with Joe Flacco and John Harbaugh, who may maybe a little bit on the hot seat. Maybe you know they did. They haven't been uh, they haven't been making the playoffs as much. As they used to, and you know, we we know what happened last year, where the that gaff on fourth down basically cost them their playoff spot. So we'll see we'll see th- how things pan out. Then we get to the Chargers at 17, and we're going with Mike McGlinchey, the offensive tackle from Notre Dame, as the Chargers are kind of revamping their offensive line a little bit. They're another team that's trying to make one last run, as they know they're. They're also in a uh, closing window scenario with their quarterback, Phillip Rivers. We know he doesn't have much time left either, so they got to kind of start looking to the future. But they did sign Mike Pouncey in free agency. They've got Forrest Lamp and Dan Feeney, who they drafted last year. Now you had Mike McGlinchey. Now you're building a strong offensive line that will you know, hopefully open things up for Melvin Gordon and again protect Phillip Rivers, help make... One last run, you know, the Chargers obviously never really made it to where they wanted to uh, with Phillip Rivers. They've gotten close a couple times, but never able to get over the hump. You know, again, this could be their last-ditch effort here. 
Then we have another projected trade. The Tennessee Titans move up to number 18 in a trade with the Seattle Seahawks to take Marcus Davenport. A little bit of a surprise, but we're going with Marcus Davenport as the second edge rusher off the board. Um, Titans really don't have much needs. Really edge and probably inside linebacker after losing Avery Williamson to the Jets. And Seattle's going to be a team that's probably going to look to trade down. Uh, again, they don't have a pick in the second or third rounds. So they'll look to make some kind of move. You know, this could be a deal where maybe the Seahawks pick up a second or third and maybe they swap fourths or something like that to to balance things out a little bit. Since Tennessee, or maybe Tennessee picks up a late round pick. Tennessee doesn't have too much ammo, but, you know, they, they should have enough to... If they want to make this deal, they probably could. DJ Moore, wide receiver, Maryland, goes number 19 to the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, look, we we know they obviously need a receiver after getting rid of Des Bryant. And, you know, some could argue this could be, this is probably an upgrade on Des Bryant. You know, DJ Moore, we've talked about him before, how great he was in college, you know, even with, Kind of a mess there was down there at Maryland as far as the on-field product. But Moore is just so talented, and you know there's definitely there's definitely some steam that he could land in the first round here. Harold Landry, number 20 to the Detroit Lions. Some think he may go even higher than this. The talent of Landry coupled with kind of the drop-off in talent after, say, him or Marcus Davenport. But... Lions are a good spot, you know, Matt Patricia, new head coach, going to make his mark on that defense, and Ziggy Ansah uh, will probably leave after this season. He did sign his franchise tag, but definitely a chance that he will not be there in 2019. So Harold Landry can come in, be part of the rotation to start, and then essentially take over for Ansah next season. Bengals at 21 go with James Daniels, the guard center out of Iowa. I think they'll see maybe Daniels has a little bit more upside, and Daniels will be able to come right in and start practicing. Billy Price, of course, has the pectoral issue uh, that he suffered at the combine, but he should be good for training camp. But the Bengals really need offensive line help. Uh, and James Daniels can come come right in and square that interior away. Then the Broncos at 22, their second pick. And the pick, of course, that was originally held by the Kansas City Chiefs that was traded to the Bills last year when they moved up to get Patrick Mahomes. Broncos take Will Hernandez, the powerful guard out of UTEP, I mean, boy, now you would have Garrett Bowles, Will Hernandez on that line, Matt Paredes. I mean, that's a that's a pretty strong offensive line. You know, and again, I, I think the Broncos are pretty comfortable, and they you know they gave a good bit of money to Case Keenum. At this point, they probably seem comfortable with Keenum at least for the short term, and then you know down the line, down the line they'll they'll worry about quarterback. They'll just kind of worry about the present for now. Let Keenum ride the wave. And now you fortify the offensive line with one of the most powerful linemen in this draft class in Hernandez. 
New England Patriots at 23 go with Sam Hubbard, the defensive end out of Ohio State. Um, I'm, I'm taking this as the Patriots will take the two picks and kind of add players who can help win now. As again, another, you know, they're coming off the Super Bowl loss. They know Brady doesn't have much time left. But they want to get him that sixth Super Bowl. So Sam Hubbard can come in, help get pressure on the quarterback. They need edge help. And they've kind of been linked to him. Uh, there seems to be some interest. So Sam Hubbard, 23 to the Patriots. Justin Reed, a 24 to the Carolina Panthers. And I know the, this is the pick you've all been waiting for. Uh, look, I'm, I'm sticking with this pick. I did it for the Chat Sports mock draft, and I've been mocking this quite a bit. Sticking with it. You know, I, I could see them going corner, but I'm going to stick with Justin Reed, the safety out of Stanford, as the pick for the Panthers at 24. Then at 25, after trading down, I have the Seahawks taking Isaiah Wynn, the offensive guard out of Georgia. We know the Seahawks really need offensive line help, and Wynn is a guy that was really good at tackle, obviously projects inside to guard, but probably could play outside a tackle if he wanted to. You know, they do have Dwayne Brown there. Uh, so at least one side of the line would have Dwayne Brown and Isaiah Wynn, or at least Wynn would be on one one of the two guard positions. They also did sign DJ Fluker in free agency, so they're trying to finally figure out the offensive line, something that they've really had trouble doing over the last few years. Taven Bryan, 26 to the Falcons. This is just a pick that I've been sensing a lot of buzz on, just kind of connecting the dots here. And, um, you know, it, it makes sense. The Falcons certainly need an interior tackle. They lost Ontari Poe to the Panthers. Um, so it's just to get. I mean, Deron Payne could be the pick here, but we're sticking with Taven Bryan. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. They kept the same position, but went with a different player. I'm going with Dallas Goddard, the tight end out of South Dakota State, over Mike Gesicki to the Saints at 27. You know, still sticking with the thought that uh, the Saints are going to go after that pass-catching tight end and... You know, they'll all be there at, at 27. You know, th this is probably the ceiling for any of the tight ends. You know, they, they, they kind of want, 
they probably want to replicate what they had with Jimmy Graham. Uh, weren't able to do it with Kobe Fleener, so they're going to give it a shot here, at least in the, in this scenario, with Dallas Goddard, who some will argue, you know, and you can make the case that he's probably probably the better pass catching tight end. He had more production in college. Uh, again, it's a shame that he got injured so early at the Senior Bowl, but tested pretty well, tested very well, I think, at uh, at his pro day. So we'll go with him as go with him as the guy at 27. You know, I don't see. I, I know there's been talk Hayden Hurst, a little bit of rumblings Hayden Hurst maybe to the Panthers, um, but. In my opinion, I think there's probably only going to be one tight end. Um, you know, may, maybe the Jaguars take one, but in this case, I only have the one tight end going in the first round. Steelers at 28, Rashawn Evans, linebacker, Alabama. Filling in that hole left by Ryan Shazier, who again, as we've said many times before, we just hope he gets well in life. You know, take care of himself and just live a normal life, let alone playing on the football field. Because he may never play football again. Uh, but in terms of on the field, that means they have a big hole in the middle. Uh, and I think they're going to value that over selecting a running back right now to eventually replace Le'Veon Bell. So we went with Rashawn Evans. Then I went with Connor Williams, the offensive tackle out of Texas, who some think could kick into guard. Um, he was he was a guy that was once seen though as the best tackle prospect, and you know maybe you slide him over to right tackle. Uh, I even mentioned in the article, you know, the Jaguars got lucky last year when Cam Robinson fell to them in the second round, and he turned he ended up having a really good rookie season. So maybe the same can happen with them for Connor Williams. Uh, you know maybe you slide him at right guard or right tackle wherever you fit him. You signed Andrew Norwell in free agency. You're really just trying to fortify that offensive line, really really help out Leonard Fournette for one, and then, you know, again, try to open things up for Blake Bortles. Obviously, if Lamar Jackson is here, maybe there's an outside shot the Jaguars grab him. I don't know how much interest they would have in Mason Rudolph. I think in this scenario, they would probably shy away from a quarterback and just try to fill in needs elsewhere. Billy Price I have going at number 30 to the Minnesota Vikings, reuniting him with his old buddy Pat Elfling. So he would have that guard-center combo again, just like he had at Ohio State. And really, offensive line is one of the few needs the Vikings have. You, know, you, you look throughout the roster, at least in the starting lap, and obviously they look outstanding. But if they can shore up that offensive line, and they would do so with Billy Price... You know, then you're really talking about a Super Bowl contender. 31, the New England Patriots, their second pick in the first round. Leighton Van Der Esch, the linebacker out of Boise State. You know, there have been the reports, obviously, and we talked about it last week with the uh, with the injury concerns and reports being that some teams completely removed them off their board. Again, whether you want to trust the source or not, that's your call. But he is still talented. I think maybe high second round is probably still going to be his floor. Um, but being that this is the Patriots' second pick in the first round, 
you know, a little bit of a luxury pick. And front seven is definitely a spot where the Patriots need help. So they they essentially go back to back, fixing up that uh, that front seven. We went with Hubbard at 23, and then Van Der Esch at 31. And then finally, pick number 32, the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles select Darius Geis, running back out of LSU. I mean, look, you don't have to be a genius to figure out that the Eagles are really intrigued with Geis. I mean, they more or less wind and dined him during this process. So if he's there at 32, or even if the Eagles want to trade up, which probably is difficult, though, because they really don't have the ammo this year. If they want to trade up, they might have to dip into next year's draft pool to make a move up. But I think it's pretty clear that the Eagles really want Darius Geis. And, you know, in, in this situation, they just happen to fall to them at, at 32. Maybe come draft night, come Thursday night, maybe they have to trade up for him if they want to. They could also trade down. I mean, again, they don't have a second or third round pick, so maybe they trade out of 32, pick up some extra picks on day two, and go from there. But in this, in this case... We'll have them stick at 32 and go with Darius Geis. So that, my friends, is my first round mock. Sticking to it. It'll obviously blow up probably within the first 10 minutes on Thursday night, but that's the fun of it all. And that's a wrap for Mock Draft Monday. I mean... You know, this is it. Next next Monday will just be a normal month. We'll be wrapping up the mock, or we'll be wrapping up the draft uh, come this time next week, talking about who the Panthers selected. And, you know, we'll obviously talk during the draft as well after each day, kind of recapping both what the Panthers did and kind of a general sense the rest of the NFL draft. So with that, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Uh, again, you can check us out on uh, Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're there, Spotify. And remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And until next time, you've been listening to the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Panthers podcast, where it is your team every day. But for this particular day, I am out, and we will see you next time right here on L-O-P. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.